Well, my friends, Unapologetically John, and this is episode six. Thank you so much for joining. Inspiring you to be the most unique, unapologetic version of yourself, a version that has no shame, no blame, and will never be the same. In fact, you're already different, right? You're changing all the time. At a cellular level, cells are dying and being reborn. New ideas, paradigms, and seeds are being planted that are simultaneously being watered and are growing. And today I want to talk about a concept that I deem the pit of frustration, the pit of frustration that exists in personal development. So as we begin to work on ourselves or we begin to change processes or habits in our lives, we have this expectancy of immediate results. I want changes now. I want biceps now. I want a six-pack now. I Like I said, I call it the metaphorical Amazon Prime. I want it and I want it now, goddammit. I don't want to wait. Give it to me. Here's the thing. The 3D world that we live in, abides by the concepts of space and time, right? We live in a space-time construct. I can tell you where I am at a certain time in a certain space here in the 3D world. But what's interesting is that when we manifest or we make changes in our life, when we plant seeds and we have disciplines, processes, and rituals, the outcomes come when the outcomes come. They come on their own terms, in their own space, in their own time. Because manifestation operates in the absence of space and time. When you're manifesting something, it means that it doesn't currently exist, but it is already a thought concept in energetic form. And that energy has to be drawn back to us. But here we are, egoic human beings that want that energy to manifest in physical form. We want the car, we want the house. Like I said, we want the body. So we end up going to what I call the pit of despair or the valley of despair, where the time between that which we seek, which we're working towards and working for, and the actual result of it manifesting in that gap, we can have the tendency to suffer. And when we suffer, we enter the vibrational frequency of suffering. And those that suffer usually stop the process of drawing that which they manifest to them. Now, I'm an expert in suffering. But what we've learned from so many amazing sages, mystics, and stoics over the years is that although pain from a physiological level is inevitable, suffering is a choice. I don't think there's been a better exemplification of this than by the great Viktor Frankl, who wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning. Frankl actually survived the Holocaust time at Auschwitz, and he said that the last human freedom that man had was his ability to choose his attitude given any set of circumstances. Now, when you think about this, he deemed that he was given a choice to choose his attitude. When the SS officers and the Nazi took everything from him other than the skin on his bones, he still chose an attitude of serenity, grace, and forgiveness. Now, what an amazing exemplification of choice, of understanding that someday, somehow, some way, if he just kept to his process, that he would in fact be free. He would in fact be liberated. He chose not to live in the valley of despair. But so many of us today, including myself, unapologetically, John, choose to live in this valley of despair. Why? Well, number one, 
it seems so familiar. Suffering just seems so familiar. But what is suffering other than our resistance to reality? Your reality is what your reality is. And in the absence of your ego labeling reality good or bad, your reality just is. Now, I'm not going to sit here for a second and say that your story or your reality doesn't deserve empathy or compassion. It very well may and it very well possibly could. But let me ask you this. What is the sympathy, compassion that you're seeking going to actually do for you? Is it going to let somebody else come along and say, absolutely, you have every right to be the victim right now. What happened to you was deplorable and it was absolutely horrible. And it's like we bring people down to that level so they can support us or they can hold that space for us. And in the short term, that can seem like the fix. But here's the wild thing about getting out of the valley of despair. It's a choice of the person who's down in the valley because that individual that may come down to show you compassion and empathy is eventually going to scale back up. It's like if you're in, if you're in the bottom of this pit, the expectation of other people constantly coming down there to get you out, what you'll find is they may come visit once or twice, but eventually they might say, Hey, you know what? I get what you're going through. But I just don't want to keep coming down here. I don't want to keep being dragged down here. And again, I want to be so sensitive to people that are going through shit right now, that are going through life. But again, in the absence of the labels, I can promise you this. Whatever you are going through on the other side will be a stronger version of yourself. Because one of the great things about the time we spend in the valley of despair or in the tunnel of darkness is that when we get out on the other side and we see the light and we see the growth and we see the opportunity, we almost thank ourselves for having had the opportunity to spend the time there. But here's the thing. We're not going to create from down there. We're not going to prosper from down there. We're only going to exacerbate, that was a tough word, and continue our situation, which is that of being in the valley of despair, in the middle of the dark tunnel. When we are there and we are spending time there, stop and take a second to just really check in with your body and how it feels. What does suffering actually feel like? I know it feels familiar. I know we're so used to it. And trust me, we all suffer by our own self-constrained narratives and our perspectives on life. Because again, the more that your perspective differs from reality equates to the more resistance you have and the more resistance you have equates to the more suffering that you have. Now, the beautiful thing about resistance is that resistance is the mechanism that allows us to grow. Think about when you go to the gym and you have a fantastic workout. What are you using to build muscle? You're using resistance. You're pushing against resistance. The goal of growth isn't to move the resistance out of the way. It is to literally pick it up and to move through it, to use it, to leverage it, because resistance is what is going to provide you the opportunity to grow. So it's not the absence of resistance, but it's also not sitting in the resistance, sitting in the valley of despair, waiting for things to fix themselves, because that also will be a recipe for stagnation. And we're human beings. We are meant to move. We're meant to grow. We're meant to prosper. We're meant to face problems and challenges. And we're meant to experience physiological pain because we are five sense human beings. And through those senses, those senses are going to experience pain. 
But suffering is optional, my friends. Suffering is optional. It's like when you go buy the car, suffering is like the upgrade that you check off. It just seems like all of us want to metaphorically finance suffering into the deal that is our life. How familiar it is to suffer, to suffer in our own self-created prison with four walls of our limiting beliefs keeping us stuck. Meanwhile, we're the warden of the jail, we're the judge, we're the jury, we're the guard, and guess what? The door's wide open, we've got the key to the handcuffs, and at any time we can unshackle ourselves should we choose. So what do we choose? Do we choose to continue to suffer, or do we choose to possibly ascend? To come to a state of awareness and realize that, hey, you know, my situation right now, it feels really heavy. And yeah, it feels really tough. And, you know, deep down, I know in my heart and in my soul, I'm capable of getting through this. I've gotten through things like this before. And I know I can get through this. And I'm calling on my divine. I'm calling on God. I'm calling on just everyone in my corner to hold space and support me the best they can. And I'm going to support myself. I'm going to put my best foot forward to ensure that no matter what happens in my external environment, that I will do my best to control my internal environment. And when things really seem like they're not in alignment with the way I want them to be, I'm going to release and surrender this concept of how I want things to be. Who said I am entitled, one of 8 billion human beings on this world, on this earth, pardon me, to have the world and the universe unfold exactly as I want it? I'm going to surrender some of that. I'm going to take that energy that I've been spending to try and create this universe the way I want it exactly. And I'm going to put that into my process. And even when I am in despair or I'm in apathy or I'm in anger, I'm still going to use the energy of those emotions to transmute and to guide me out of this self-inflicted valley of despair. And life is going to present me people, challenges, problems, and opportunities to show me where I can grow. And I'm going to take those opportunities with grace and step in. And I shall fall and I shall falter. But I also know that in the midst of this, I shall grow. And I shall slow down and take time to smell the flowers on the path. And if and when I catch myself suffering with a grin from cheek to cheek, I shall be okay. I shall almost laugh at my own suffering and know that at any time, in any moment, I can choose deep within me, even unconsciously, to plant a seed to end my suffering. And no matter how difficult life gets, the measure of difficulty of life is highly correlated to my perception of how things are versus how they should be. And this will include things like the loss of loved ones, failed businesses, failed marriages and relationships. It could include getting sued. It could include some moments that society would tell me, well, you should feel very low right now. You should feel awful. But in fact, that too is a choice. It's all a choice. And you, my friends, are the choice maker. You are the director, the producer, and the actor of this film. So what message and what film do you want to play? And if you want it to be a film of suffering, then it can be a film of suffering. But if you want it to be something else, it can also be that. So my friends, I hope that this plants a little seed in you like it has in me. I hope next time that we are suffering that we cultivate the strength and the determination to sit with it as awareness. Allow it to pass through and to understand that there is another way. 
even when it energetically seems like the only way. Understand that that is a pattern within your body that you have repeated so many times. So it just feels so familiar. Suffering almost feels like our second home. But at any point, we can let go of that home. There's nothing tying us to it other than a version of ourselves. Well, I thank you for tuning in to episode six of Unapologetically John. And I hope together, together, (laughs) together, we can suffer less. And we can enjoy this beautiful life with the emotions of peace, prosperity, acceptance, abundance, joy. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you soon. Unapologetically, John out.